0: This week on Ultra 64, we played a game featuring Ultimate Super Babe Kevin Sorbo. And we also played Xena, the Talisman of Doom. (laughs) Is
1: that what it's called? The Talisman of Fate, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, close (laughs) enough. Fate, doom. Yeah.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the comprehensive Xena and Hercules podcast on the internet, and very tangentially, we cover Nintendo 64 games. Yeah, that's right. We're pivoting. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, fundamentalist muscle man Woody Siskowski. Oh.
1: <laughs> I am uh, Earth's Mightiest Princess, Steve Guntley. That's wonderful. And we are joined today by a very special guest. Welcome back, special guest. What's the, your name? The real Earth's Mightiest Princess.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, this is Nicole, yet again.
1: Welcome back, Nicole. Um,
2: making the incredible journey
1: Yes. to be here. The, the, the incredible journey of Homeward Bound, <laughs> the uh, the game we played today based on the 1993 family film about talking dogs. No, we played Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Xena, Warrior Princess, colon, Talisman
0: of Fate. We told uh, we told Nicole we were doing these games, and she could not push us out of the way fast enough and to grab that N64 <laughs> controller.
1: She she did a ululation just like Xena which uh, you can recreate now, I'm sure, with your high-pitched yee-yee-yees, yes. There it is. You'll insert those
0: later, right? She did it. I'll insert them later. Is that what it's called? An ovulation?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Put that in your Scrabble game.
1: That's it. That's That's a big point. That's big points. What's a a U? use like three points. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a triple word score. You're golden. Um, Also, I just, before we even get started, I want to say it really annoys me when we have like multiple colons (laughs) in a title. So like Xena, colon, Warrior Princess, colon, Talisman of Fate. That always drives me crazy. It's like Resident Evil, colon, Code, colon, Veronica. (laughs) Drives me crazy. Hate it grammatically. That's crazy. also a very bad name of a game. It is. But... It's a very bad name of a very good game. Uh, but we are here talking about some, uh, well, okay games, I guess. Uh, better better than I expected. Yeah. Still not good, but I would hey, say better man. than I was expecting. I'm sorry. I, I, I've uh, stumbled into the new uh, Talisman of Fate fan club. Yeah, here, I think. exactly. <laughs> Nicole and I were all about this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was all about Hercules and Xena, the TV shows when I was a kid. For whatever reason, these two shows were on. Uh, very heavy rotation in my house so i've seen most episodes of hercules uh and most episodes of xena at this point actually up until maybe like the last two seasons i dropped off but
0: uh i feel like there has been
1: there's very rarely like a mainstream
0: fantasy show like especially at that time like obviously time. we've had game of thrones which was huge right but sort of before that there was not much. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, Hercules and Xena were to that extent.
1: No, but. but I think Hercules and Xena were kind of the reason people stayed away from that kind of stuff for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. These, uh, these shows, okay, so they were run in syndication. So they weren't really, you know, they, they were cheap by design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these were kind of designed as like a, a throwback to kind of 50s and 60s television, you know, sword and sandals, kind of hack and slash adventure of the week sort of things. And uh, they didn't super, super update it for the 90s or anything like that. Like it doesn't feel particularly fresh or timeless. It's just kind of very cheesy, very earnest. Uh, super fun and I I think I commented while we were watching uh, episodes today it's like this looks simultaneously both very expensive and very cheap Yeah, (laughs) like they have a lot of high quality costumes and like stunt people and like these beautiful New Zealand locations but it's all extremely cheesy and uh, intentionally campy um, but it, it's they're endearing I don't know they really are they, they've got a kind of uh, earnestness and sweetness to them that I find uh, appealing
0: but I feel like the costumes are kind of only like one click up like there's not like much creativity put into the costumes so they're definitely like one click up from like oh, I got my cosplay for Comic Con yeah
2: like, well nowadays they'd probably be one down yeah that's oh, yeah. a good point <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so yeah, the Xena Comic Con looks a, looks a lot better than the actual Xena costume yeah huh.
1: there aren't uh, come to think of it there aren't very many uh games on the n64 that are based on television shows now that i'm thinking about it so that's a there jeopardy and wheel of fortune yeah yeah You're cartoons, right there was yeah. a lot of cartoon a lot ones. of cartoon ones yeah but yeah so not a lot um what was your guys' experience with these shows would you were you exposed to them much when you were growing up
0: not really um i i did once when we watched the intro here i definitely recognized it hmm. and um i do feel like for for the, sort of the low budget cheesy feel of this show, it matches pretty evenly with pretty standard of what Canadian television. Actually, most, yeah, <laughs> most shows look like that's why I thought I'm like, weren't these shows Canadian?
1: I watch definitely. it now and it, it makes me think of like all the shows that are shot for like Sci Fi Network. They're yes. all done yeah. in Canada, you it, know. It, so yeah. it is
0: definitely because this was pre Sci Fi Network. Yeah,
1: right? well, yeah. Sci Fi was around, but yeah, it wasn't. I, it, yeah, this was definitely traditional like, like Sci Fi Network
0: quality on your m- major network
1: yeah yeah uh, but I mean it was one of the early te- uh, Hercules in particular is one of the early shows to use a lot of CGI which uh, obviously aged great um, <laughs> but yeah yeah so like it they if, put some money and some effort into it I mean if there was um, never hits
0: if there was ever a show cr- carrying out crying out for the talents of Ray Harryhausen yes it, it, it was these. oh my god uh, that would be awesome yeah.
1: Nicole did you watch this much growing up
2: um I definitely watched it Some, it was kind of just if it was on occasionally, we'd watch it, so yeah probably seen all of them, but I've seen a, a few of them. I
1: still strongly suspect that a lot of the reason this show is on so much is because my mom had a thing for Kevin Sorbo and I think all moms have at least a little bit of a thing for Kevin Sorbo do if all, they were alive they in the did. 90s. Okay. They did. Yeah, he's cancelled now. but do, uh, all, uh,
0: do all dads have a thing for Lucy Lawless?
1: No, but I think some moms have a thing for Lucy oh, Lawless. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah Lu- Lucy Lawless has kind of become an LGBTQ icon because of this show, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. I think normally when we're playing games, uh, the multiple games on an episode, we try and do the uh, we go in chronological order. I'm going to mix this up this mm. time because for some reason, Hercules came out much later than Xena. Oh, okay, but her- But really Xena think. builds off of Hercules, yeah. so I think we kind of need to start there.
0: I um, One thing that I did want to say real quick is that um, Lucy Lawless is one of the few actresses or actors who has a cooler name than her character. Like, Gaya. Xena Warrior Princess, cool name. Yeah, But, like, Lucy Lawless. Oh, like... she has no laws. I know. <laughs> and she's
1: Lucy Goosey. You cannot <laughs> bind her.
0: Yeah. It's both alliterative and badass. It's great. Right,
1: yeah. Me. And I think, well, no, it's not her birth name, because I think she was married to a guy named Lawless, and then she got divorced. It was like a short marriage. Okay. Um, she married him for it. his name. Yeah. She, <laughs> she Susan Sarandoned him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about Hercules, the TV series. So it was called Hercules, the Legendary Journeys. Uh, it was created by Christian Williams and produced by Sam Raimi, who was also kind of instrumental in establishing the uh, the tone and the campiness of this, like uh, especially the early going with the Hercules, like, made-for-TV movies. They're very Sam Raimi-esque. Lots of crazy, like, canted angles and zooms and weird special (laughs) effects.
0: Sam Raimi is kind of one of the... I mean, I guess I would say nerds as we know them today. Like the, de- I'm not saying there hasn't always been nerds in oh, Hollywood, yeah. but I feel like he sort of was one of the earliest modern nerds oh, yeah. to sort of get producing power. And he's like, I'm gonna make a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring a Hercules thing to television. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's. I mean, it's great that he had that kind of. I didn't think he had this kind of sway like. In the mid-90s. Like, I don't know what his big hit would have been. He was known for The Evil Dead at this point. Right. More than... uh, Spider-Man was still several years away, so... He wasn't, like, the big name that he became, but uh, I guess he had some sway. But this
2: was probably part of the transition, because these were very cheap, but <laughs>
1: very
0: but successful.
2: successful. Very successful. Yeah. Very
1: successful.
0: So, uh, well, and that's always kind of been Sam Raimi's brand, right? Like, yeah. none of his movies, like, I think probably one of the more expensive movies he did was, like, the Hudsucker Proxy, and that was a big flop. Oh, that was uh, Coen Brothers. Yeah, no, but he he directed it with them, actually. Oh, did he? Or I
1: think, or he, might, I think he wrote it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I know they're but, all, like, super tight. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, um.
0: And it was like, you know what? Maybe we should just stick with Sam Raimi at the the lower budget thing.
1: Yeah, which works for him. Yeah. Um, so this series, uh, Hercules, originally debuted in 1994, and it was kind of rolled out as a series of five made-for-TV movies, uh, which I watched all of. Like, they they aired one. They, I remember specifically a boring summer day. It was too hot to go outside. And these movies were playing nothing but on wow. channel two. And uh two. me and my sister just sat and watched all five of these Hercules movies and then sat for the premiere of Hercules The Legendary Journey. And they the were probably like
0: two and a half hours apiece with commercials, right? yeah, like, yeah. 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 It was it was all
1: day. It was all day. <laughs> yeah, we, we were we were super into it. He yeah. fought a Hydra and like he goes in the face of the Minotaur, like all the cool myths. They're all in there. Um but yeah, so after the success of these movies, it was adapted into a series that would last for six seasons and 111 episodes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was popular enough that it earned two spin spin-offs Xena Warrior Princess, which we will be talking about shortly, and Young Hercules, which only lasted one season and isn't terribly remarkable other than its star, a 17-year-old Canadian named Ryan Baby Goose. So very famous young man. <laughs> uh, oh, Gosling, Gosling, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes, uh, he went on to do okay for himself. <laughs> And uh, yeah, watch that if you want to see him with like a really bad like boy band haircut. And, so uh,
0: this this timeline is implying that Ryan Gosling
1: will grow up to
0: become Kevin Sorbo.
1: Oh, God, oh, I hope yeah. not. <laughs> oh, I really hope not. Uh, so Hercules was one of the most successful made for syndication series of the 90s. And because of that success, we got a ton of cheapy like adventure series knockoffs like uh, Beastmaster, uh, Jack of All Trades, Cleopatra 2525. There was kind of a weird little like Uh, uh, cabin or or cottage industry of uh, uh, cheapy adventure shows like this.
0: Clearly, none of them had the level of success because I have not heard of those. Oh, yeah. Is Cleopatra 2525 the year that it takes place? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I believe, if I recall, it's a girl gets frozen in present day and awoken in the distant future and starts fighting crime.
0: That show sounds kind of awesome. It was pretty awesome. It's
1: it's just like three gorgeous women who go around kicking people while wearing (laughs) leather pants. It's pretty great. And, oh, Sheena, yeah, you're right. You were looking this one up. Uh, Nicole's is it your uncle <laughs> no. was on Sheena or your my mom's,
2: mom's cousin <laughs> her mom's
1: cousin was like the lead in the show Sheena uh, which is about like a jungle girl wearing a, a leopard bikini
0: well Sheena was a real character like she was an old comics character of Sheena like Queen of the Jungle right
1: something. yeah yeah I think she was an early Marvel comics character actually but yeah he he was the lead in that and he was also the sheriff and Killer Clowns from Outer Space oh. so two yeah. very valuable yeah. credits very valuable movies um, so yes uh, the, the show of hercules it boasted some really beautiful location photography uh new zealand subbed in for ancient greece and uh it featured some of the earliest use to cgi on tv so yikes um <laughs> i yeah and i did have that weird realization when i was watching uh, researching this that like yeah i think i've seen every episode of wow, this wow that is that is <laughs> amazing like at some point or another i've seen and i've seen some of the multiple times like we were watching an episode impressive. to prepare for this then i've definitely remembered all the beats of it um <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and most episodes of Xena, too. I was an early adopter. uh, But let's talk a little bit about the problematic element of this show, and that is a guy named Kevin Sorbo. So, the series starred uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo as Hercules. He was a uh, model from Minnesota uh, that was popular in the 80s. And they'd kind of been trying to find a, a vehicle for him for a while. So, he auditioned for the Superman role in uh, hmm. Lois and Clark. He would have been a, he would have been a good He Superman. actually would have been okay. Yeah. And Dean Cain's kind of gone the same route as him, too, of, yeah. like, hunky Christian movies. Yeah. Uh, and he was also up for the role of Fox Mulder in The X-Files, which I good. would not have wanted. No. I don't want him that jacked and that tall. <laughs> um, but Hercules was his big break out and still his most iconic role though he would go on to star on the B-level sci-fi series Andromeda for 5 seasons after this. And these days he's mostly known as an outspoken evangelical Christian and extreme right-wing political figure. Um he's very popular in Christian movies. Uh the biggest one on his uh, uh CV right now is God's Not Dead, which was a surprise crossover hit. It spawned multiple sequels. What have you seen this movie? No. Okay, I made Nicole watch this uh, once,
0: so uh, I, I'm I'm very familiar with the Gods Not Dead cinematic universe. Oh yeah, I have, not, I have not seen it.
1: So uh, I do have kind of an affinity for these like made for Christian audiences, and I want to be clear that I'm not denigrating Christianity or people's right to be Christians. Like that's that's not the thing. My issue with these movies is that they're like full of these ridiculous straw man arguments right. and they're just kind of preaching to the Ke- choir. And, and, yeah,
0: Kevin Sorbo for being, I'm sure, full of muscle sure. plays the strawest of straw men oh, in yes. this movie. <laughs> so
1: the premise of this movie is that Kevin Sorbo is a philosophy pre- professor at a liberal arts college. <laughs> the, and the most ripped philosophy professor. <laughs> he was he was bench pressing Kant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this young Christian boy signs up for his class and everybody warns him, it's like oh, you're a Christian, you better be careful now, you better be careful. And his first assignment is to everybody to write down the words God is dead on a piece of paper and hand it in but because of his strength of conviction he, uh, ref- the kid refuses and the whole rest of the movie is this philosophical argument between Kevin Sorbo and this kid who is literally just citing like Article titles and not like expounding cool. on it. Like I mean so Kevin Sorbo
0: in this in this movie He plays like the biggest asshole in history. Oh, he's yeah. literally he's like your assignment is to write this thing that I tell you Yeah, that's God is dead and it accounts for a high percentage of your grade.
1: Yeah, like no Teacher like that's the worst teacher in history. He's a terrible teacher yeah. and I hated the kid. Okay, because Anyone who's ever been in a college course knows this kid who decides that the professor is going to be his intellectual nemesis. Mm. And so he's going to try and counter him or take over the class at every point. And I've met this kid, I've dealt with this kid many times, and most professors would not indulge him to the degree that they would build the rest of the curriculum around proving these arguments. Him wrong. Anyway, in the end of the movie, that uh, this is spoilers for people who want to see this. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo is crossing the street, he gets hit by a car, and he dies in the street. Whoa. The last thing he does before he dies is convert to Christianity because some random stranger comes by and holds his hand and he sees a light. So happy ending. He dies like a dog in a gutter. <laughs> And uh, and then the newsboys play their nice concert, and everybody's happy. It's the worst fucking movie. It's pretty hilarious, though. Um, all right, so enough about that. But uh, yeah. Sorbo went into directing after that. He, he directed his first movie, Let There Be Light, in 2017, which was produced by Sean Hannity. And it was about uh, an atheist who converts to Christianity after a car accident. So he's... Coming back to some familiar truth. Currently right now, his directorial follow-up was a pro-Second Amendment action movie called The Reliant, which uh, debuted in August. Nobody saw it. Uh, And... uh, that was kind of a controversial. Basically, the idea is terrorists have taken over, and the only people that can protect us are a bunch of good guys with guns. Well,
0: that's also the plot of the movie Red Dawn. It is, which yeah. also sucks. Yeah, so, okay, fair enough. <laughs>
1: um, he's also recently been metooed uh, by one of his female co-stars. He he was in a direct-to-video rom-com called Single in South Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, his female co-star in that accused him of sexually propositioning her multiple times, despite them both being married and her being 30 years younger than him. And apparently he was bullying her on set, um, uh, shaming her for not sleeping with him and trying to get the director to write more unnecessary sex scenes. Mm. So, fucking gross. Uh, Yeah, um... That's that's kind of all I want to say about that guy. I don't really like that guy. Um, but you know what? There's other people in the show, too. Michael and Hurst. he was a good Hercules. Radioist. He was online, I mean, or, like, you know, yeah.
0: He does what you want. He's got muscles and hair.
1: He's tall. Like, he's got muscles. I always found him. English. He's yeah. kind of a charisma black hole to me. I don't know. He's just, he's he's real pretty. He stands there real strong-like, but there's nothing, nothing but between I, the ears. Yeah,
0: that's true. But I feel like that's kind but of the, supposed to? the way that yeah. the show is written, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hercules isn't your sort of zany character. He's just the straight man. And no. he's got these goofy sidekicks and nemeses.
1: Yeah, so it's it's all real super cheesy, but we do get appearances uh, from Michael Hurst, who plays uh, Eolus. Who's his sidekick, and he's never like listed in the credits, but he's kind of in every episode. Um, and uh, then we also get Bruce Campbell uh turning up a lot as Autolycus, the prince of thieves. Because Lucy Sam Lawless. Raimi loves Bruce Campbell. Who doesn't? Yeah. Come <laughs> fair on, fair enough. Uh, Ted Raimi's in both of these series, and then Kevin Smith plays Ares, and it's not that Kevin Smith. <laughs> and I know this uh, for a sad reason because back like in the early 2000s when I was real into Kevin Smith, I read a news report that. Kevin Smith has died oh. uh, from a climbing accident while shooting a movie. And I'm like, oh my God, he died. Wait, climbing accident? That, that doesn't does sound, not right. sound like a Kevin Smith movie. It's <laughs> so not, anyway. not
0: shot in a convenience store. It's yeah. not a location that he can sort of walk to and get Twinkies from. Yeah. Kevin Smith is not filming there. No,
1: Not necessarily a climber, especially shooting on, on location in Beijing. No, sadly it was this other actor. He died during a stunt gone wrong mm. while shooting a movie. Uh, mm. I think he was 37, 38. So, very sad but it's not the other Kevin Smith. Well, let's talk a little bit about hercules video games all right because Yay. this pops up a little bit um so obviously hercules is based off the ancient greek myth and uh, it's been adapted <laughs> he ab- was an original <laughs> character <laughs> created <laughs> by kevin sorbo yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so he's been adapted countless times in just about every medium you can imagine uh but he doesn't have a huge imprint on video games there are a couple of notable entries though. all right so in 1979 atari released the hercules pinball game which was and i believe still is the largest pinball machine ever built
0: you would need to be hercules to move it from place to place
1: you definitely would (laughs) so like inside it's not a little metal ball it's a it's closer to a cue ball and a pool table whoa Uh, the table is eight feet long seven feet tall three feet wide uh and the problem with it is from the people who've played it is that it's very very slow and sluggish they had to put like washing machine nice. servos into the flippers so that they would move wow. with enough force to hit that ball around so it was just kind of a big clunky thing
0: I bet it breaks all the time
1: but you can find it uh, at the Strong Museum in Rochester, New York with a bunch of other and there's only, I think they said something like 10 places left in the yeah. world where you can play this game so sense. I kind of want to try it Yeah, that sounds cool um, The first uh, the character first appeared on home consoles with Return of Heracles in 1983 on the Commodore 64 uh, in Japan, there's been a long-running series of RPGs called Hercules no Aiko, which has been uh, ported here in the U.S. as Glory of Heracles on the DS.
0: Oh, okay. I was wondering what that I- is. Yeah. That's another, like, little Smash Brothers trophy, but I didn't actually know what the original character was. Yeah,
1: that's what that's mm. from. I think that's the only game in that series that ever made it over here. Um, in 1997, we got the adaptation of the uh, Disney animated film Hercules, uh, and it's like a 2.5D game with oh, like cell shaded. Oh, so that, that uh, would have
0: come out before this one, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. But did that? Did that movie come out
0: before the show?
1: It did. No, it came out during the show because oh, okay. that was 97. Yeah. Hercules yeah.
0: was having a little renaissance there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone was all about Hercules right then, uh, and that game looks fun. I was just from a Let's Play I looked at of the Disney Hercules. It's mm-hmm. like a 2.5D action game. It looks kind of fun. Mm. Um, And then there was also uh, from the... uh, Oh, and that that version of Hercules also appears in all the Kingdom Hearts games, too, if you care about that. Uh, And again, from 1997, we've got Herc's Adventure for the PlayStation and Saturn. Did you know this was a LucasArts game? No. From the makers of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, wow. Like the same team. And it's like a top-down, like, exploring action game. I never knew what this game was. I've seen it on shelves. It looks kind of fun. Huh. Like, I might want to check out Herc's Adventure. Is that
0: that the Disney Hercules? No, no. no, This is a different
1: Hercules. It's a different animated Hercules coming out right in the middle of the hercules wow. renaissance it's a thing uh, and then the last one i saw that was interesting at least was uh uh there's a british uh development company called midas games they produce kind of legendarily terrible budget titles not everything they touch does not turn to gold turns to opposite of <laughs> yeah. that yes uh and they released a few heracles games on the ps2 and WiiWare that are like of all things ripoffs of rainbow islands the, oh, the, bobble, game, the arcade game where you make little rainbows and walk up bridges hmm. just think that but with Hercules and even more boring <laughs> okay um, and of course finally there was his appearance in God of War 3 where he was voiced by none other than Kevin Sorbo <laughs> oh. making his uh, return appearance to the character all right, let's finally jump into this game. This is it's been usually lately we've been better about getting to the game faster than this. We so, haven't done uh, as much licensed stuff. It's true. Yeah, there's a lot to cover with Hercules, but let's talk about Hercules the Legendary Journeys for Nintendo 64. It was released November 16, 2000, developed by Player 1 and published by Titus Interactive and it was also appeared on Game Boy Color. Uh, Player one and Titus were the same team that gave us uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, They also gave us Milo's Astro Lanes (laughs) and the surprisingly not terrible uh, Robotron, or at least player one did that. Titus did not. And this is the last game of theirs uh, on the N64 that we're going to be talking about. So so long, player one. Thanks for all the Blues Brothers. Um, So this is the entire Wikipedia article on this game, the entire thing. Hercules the Legendary Journeys is an action-adventure video game with beat-em-up elements that was released on the Nintendo 64 and Game Boy Color developed by Player 1 and published by Titus Interactive based on the television series. The end.
0: Well, that's all fat. All right, it's podcast all over. It's all true. Mission yep, accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think they should update that. I think, you know, screw climate change, get all of our scientists on updating this Wikipedia page.
0: There this game caught me by surprise. I mean, in the sense just in terms of how underdeveloped that wikipedia page was there's sort of a lot more to this game than i thought there would be it's 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 a game that feels like effort was put in
1: i would okay i'll uh, i'll go i'll i'll meet you halfway on that i'll meet you halfway on that i think some effort was put into the character design some of the graphics are kind of nice um but this is basically like they're ripping off Ocarina of Time yes, like, that's, that's, blatantly right from the get go it's very clear. It's
0: very easy to describe this game you just say remember Ocarina of Time it looks like that but you play Kevin Sorbo instead of Link.
1: But bafflingly they took away the one feature that really made Ocarina of Time stand out and really made 3D action games like this work and that's lock on targeting mm-hmm. uh, they took that away they left everything else in they let, they even like brought in like a sound alike soundtrack. Yeah. And a lot of the textures in the landscapes look recycled but they didn't keep the best feature of it. Like, I don't understand that. So at the beginning
0: of Ocarina of Time, there's this section where you have to run around the forest and, like, get enough rubies to get by a shield and then go find a sword. And it's a pretty boring section of the game. Like, it's obviously there to introduce you to the mechanics. Yeah. But what this basically seems like to me is it's like that sort of tedious gameplay sort of stretched out over a full game
1: um kind of
0: and you know we we didn't get terribly far but like you run around and you go to the training and they're like here push this box so you can jump onto this higher ledge and then break yeah so you meet your uh trainer what's his name chiron chiron the centaur Mm. and he's like oh you've woke up hercules here for your first task break these rocks that are in my garden which so you pick you pick up, run up and pick up these rocks and throw them and they explode into many smaller rocks and then they just kind of vanish into the air
1: but you can't proceed unless you pick up and throw all of these rocks. There's like eight of these rocks. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of like almost a, a refractory period after he throws a rock where he needs a few seconds to calm down before he can pick the rock up again. Like the button won't appear. It, it's all context sensitive. Yeah. So the A button will illuminate on the screen when it's time to pick up a rock.
0: I mean, Link could pick up rocks in Ocarina of Time, but they were much smaller rocks.
1: Yeah. And you didn't have to wait in between. Like you could pick up a rock, throw it, pick up a rock, throw it. Like this one, you have to wait for a while.
0: One of the issues I think with why Hercules has not gone on to be like a huge video game star is there's a difficulty in making video games where your character is super strong. They've and had you'll the same problem with Superman. And Superman, yeah, games yeah, is because they can't. There's not really a challenge. If you were to play a Superman game, every punch you make should just, in theory, like knock the head off of your opponents. Yeah, and you just cruise right through the game. Um, And so, like, Hercules' strength in this game is really uneven. Like, first you're, like, going to pick up these small rocks, and you have to destroy them. And then later, there's, like, this giant boulder in your way that sort of is blocking this whole area. It's, like, you know, 10 feet tall and, like, 18 feet wide. Yeah,
1: it's blocking a whole (laughs) canyon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and
0: you punch it. (laughs) You, like, repeat. This game... I really like that they're like, what does Hercules do? What's the main gameplay mechanic of Hercules? Well, he punches stuff.
1: And he does a yeah. fancy little back kick.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I do feel like this game does lean into it. Like, this is the only game I've ever seen where there's a major gameplay mechanic of punching tents. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Tent punching. so annoying. Yeah, oh, like man. in the
0: original Gauntlet, you know, there'd be these generators where yeah. there'd be just be these flows of enemies that came through, and you had to destroy the generator to stop the enemies. And in this game, those are like tents, like sort of. You know, Renaissance era tents.
1: And there's a hundred and fifty sweaty Greek bandits inside these very small tents, about the size of a phone booth. Yeah, and you literally run up, hold you to do a regular attack. You'll like
0: press the B button, and he'll punch three times, and then uppercut. But if you hold the B button, he'll like pull his fist back, and unleash this big punch. Mm. And you have to punch these tents with this powered-up punch, like, five times.
1: Like, these are super strong tents. Yeah, and, it, it, and, and again, <laughs> this is the guy who
0: just destroyed this giant boulder right. by punching it a few seconds ago. Yeah. But you have to
1: just
2: kill the tent. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: Like, the tent, you you feel very wronged by these
0: tents, and you encounter a lot of them. Yeah. And it, it's just funny that the tent is, like, so much better than the guy. Because you guys have been camping, Yeah, I'm sure. Whenever you set up a tent, it I'd falls apart it. instantly. Mm. You're like, I'm going to go out and pee, and you like move the rain flap, and the tent falls on
1: you. <laughs> That's <laughs> to be fair. While she's peeing, I'm usually punching the tent, okay. oh so gosh. that could be why it's yeah. happening. Um, <laughs> um, and vice versa, you know, she's a tent puncher sometimes too. Uh, but like. I don't know, it, it feels very sparse. Like you're walking around this field and the only enemies you ever see are these tents. Like, and they're coming <laughs> out of the tents. Like there aren't any other enemies wandering around until The guys you get to the that, swamps.
0: There's the guys that come out of the tent and they're like, hey, yeah." and then you, you start punching them. I just think, I like to, imme- it's not clear sort of I guess it gives us a story in this game, but yeah, yeah, it's we got a story.
1: Super clear, it's, like
0: somehow Hercules got poisoned and wakes up in this stable. No,
1: it's Hera poisoned Zeus, but they oh, didn't make that very okay. clear. Like, all right, so in the series, like Hera, the who's like the wife of Zeus, and like uh, she, she's like Hercules' nemesis. Okay, for some reason, I don't know. I don't think that's accurate to the mythology at all. Well, but, uh, it's just
2: because. Actually, I don't remember. I know they do weird things with mythology in this, but I mean, like in real life, like Zeus fooled around on her and that's where Hercules came from. Yeah, didn't
1: he pee on a girl and turn her into a goose or something? I forget.
2: He did not turn her into heat. (laughs) <laughs> That's my, I'm not going to go there that is my description
1: of the myth of Leda and the swan he pees on her and turns her into a goose <laughs> there you go give me my degree okay. in classics please <laughs> yeah,
0: so yeah this is, it's not, the story is not terribly well explained and I like to see I like to imagine in those tents there's just guys out there camping and then this buff like a sleeveless guy comes and starts punching their tent, and so they run out and they go, Hey, and then he and starts, then he starts punching, punching them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and these guys come out of these tents one at a time, yeah. so you're only ever getting ganged up on if there are two tents, which too many tents. I'm yeah. sorry, and also I feel like I'm saying tent too much yeah. at this point, like, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a bit much. The word so, loses all meaning, we you know. I, I was in the same boat with you feeling a little optimistic when this started. I'm like, okay, he's walking where I want to. The camera's bad, but I we've seen worse. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, most of the environments are pretty wide open, so it's like the camera's never stuck behind terrain. Yeah. It just moves too often. Like, it's again, it's one of these really annoying things where when you're running and you sort of tilt slyly, Nicole can apparently not hold the joystick straight. <laughs> <laughs> so as she's Swerving. running, the camera's kind of swooping back and forth. No, yep. she's, she's going yep.
1: serpentine. The guys yeah. in the tents have crossed both. You gotta dodge <laughs> and weave, dodge <laughs> and weave. Yeah, I
2: learned too much from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in a straight
1: line, you idiot child.
2: Uh, yeah, anyway.
0: yeah, it's just, again, this is just a Zelda knockoff, which is graphically competent. Um, and like surprisingly, it, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. It, everything just feels like the very sort of bare bonesest of fantasy. Um, it's like they sort of laid out the environments of Ocarina of Time, and yeah. they're like, okay, we have this. We could put sort of anything in there now. We got some trees, we got some rocks, we got a field, and then it's just this very generic sort of fluty fantasy music,
1: which uh, it feels very muted, and it mm-hmm. was having kind of a numbing effect on me after a while, okay. especially when I realized like oh, okay, this is kind of it. Like, I walk, I punch, I press the B button to hold for a stronger punch, which takes longer uh, and still doesn't do quite as much damage as I want. And I do feel like that boulder went way faster than the ten. now that we're thinking about it, too. It was just like, a lot uh,
0: more satisfying.
1: And there are sometimes moments, like, where you, you pick up a slightly larger rock and you have to tap on the A button oh, to really, yeah. like, hoist it up over your head. I like that. Like, and it is pretty a,
0: hilarious because when Hercules throws those bigger rocks, they go about two inches over his head and fall directly <laughs> on his character. Every time. Every time he did that. you're like, Hercules, uh, and it seems like it would hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, just that
1: yeah. yeah. And w- was it necessary to lift it up in the first place if you could have had it? But it yeah, is. Like that exactly. seems to have been the issue and as we all know <laughs> small rocks disappear. Yeah, so it's all fine uh, We get a little bit of variety We, we didn't encounter this uh, much while we were playing but you can get to play as other characters in this you can find Eolus who is his uh, Sidekick uh, and he is light and can climb vines Uh And I never really realized the height disparity between the two actors until watching this. I think they intentionally cast, like, a shorter-than-average guy Mm. to go opposite Sorbo to make him look like he's towering. Because I think Sorbo's, like, 6'3", and this guy's, like, 5'6", or something. The
0: character model for Hercules in this game looks really good. It does. Um, Like, his proportions are good. His haircut is accurate. Yeah. uh, It's an
1: accurate, great layered man haircut. Yeah.
0: Whenever you talk to someone, they show a little portrait in the lower right-hand corner that's sort of taken... thing's supposed to be taken
1: from the show. Well, it it looks, uh, I think, legally distinct from what the actual actors look like, because I don't know how much they all signed off to have their likeness. Yeah. They kind of look like little oil paintings. Yeah. And Hercules is making like what can only be described as an angry fart face. Like his eyes are a little too wide. His jaw is a little too stern. And he just looks like he's, he's, he's given somebody mad dog eyes. I don't know, but he's angry farting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, I I was, I was on board until we started exploring the world a little bit. Yeah. I think I, it, I really soured on it when we got to the, the swamp and uh-huh. we have to wade through this like sick, thick brown liquid, and occasionally swamp things will pop out, and you have to punch them twice, and then they'll run away, and then they'll yeah. come back. And it's a really loud Conker's Bad Fur Day-esque squishing poop sound as you walk through this very long yeah, but trench. in that game
0: it is intended to be squishing poop. Yeah. In this, it's just sort of muddy
2: water.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Nicole, you don't really play games like this very often. What did you feel like with your uh, your little limited play time with this? How did it feel for oh, you?
2: I mean, I was trying to go up and talk to all these characters, and they just had so little to say. They're just yeah. like, I need a teddy bear. Yeah, which I is super weird. Like, one character,
0: yeah, so you open this sort of gate to the lighthouse or something like that, and you go talk to this guard, and you're like, hey, guard, will you tell me where the Cyclops is so I can go fight him? And he says, oh, I can't tell you where he is because I'm too scared because I lost my teddy bear.
1: Is this, is this Which isn't... would not be a thing for thousands of years. Yeah, teddy bears uh, named
0: after U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Many, not a thing. many years after this. And I don't even think this was a setting up a side quest or anything. I don't think we were supposed to look for a teddy bear. But
2: then again, we didn't get that part. Maybe we had to find the teddy bear and then he would help us. Do everything else.
1: Yeah. yeah. The I, teddy bear would help. Yeah. It's like the little no, AI the teddy guard. bear. Oh the guard. Okay.
0: <laughs> so this teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, this game does have like an inventory um where you can go and get your key or look at a map and it's got like magic potions you can buy. So we bought like the Earth Potion. It's kinda like the uh the game Golden Axe where you play as a little dwarf and like oh, use yeah. your magic and all the earthquake rocks drop.
1: Also, weirdly, the pause menu looked like a coloring book. I don't know why. Which was a nice... It looked cool. Uh, it looked cool. Sure. And, yeah.
0: like, the art on the map looked good. Yeah. Um, but it was a useless map, because it was just sort of static and had a flashing picture of Hercules's head, but it gave you no sort of di- idea of what direction was where. Right.
1: It wasn't a useful map yeah. at all. Um, yeah. I don't I don't really have too much more to say about it. Like, this is not the worst Titus game we've played. Uh, this is not the worst uh, 3D action game we played. It's just it's so boring it is so boring to me like I could see like muddling through some of the technical issues to play this if it were more engaging and it's just not I'm sorry this just bored me
0: yeah I, I don't know I for whatever reason I feel like I would ni- be nicer on this game than you I, I guess I was expecting some like broken garbage hmm. basically like on par with like the Powerpuff Girls game or oh, something yeah, yeah. like that and like the core no aspect of this game is broken it is just boring. Like, it's yeah. a much more polished game than, like, the Blues Brothers game.
1: Sure. Yeah, for um, sure.
0: And I, I guess I really... There's not many games that sort of ape Ocarina of Time on the N64.
1: No, that's true. Um, yeah.
0: And it, I found it kind of nice to be in that sort of green open field with, like, this pleasant music. And, like, the first section... It's amazing how much it reminds me of the first, the beginning of Ocarina of
1: Time. It's almost as if they played that game, yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then made another one. Wow!
0: I and, mean, if I won big green, joy.
1: if I won big green open fields, I'm gonna go back and play Quest sixty four. I mean, come on, that's that's what this game. Doing yes, on. this yeah.
0: game is very on par with Quest 64. It weirdly really is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think that is. You, you hit the nail on the
1: head. That this is the uh, this is the date night that we're gonna play a little bit of Quest sixty four, Nicole, and then we're gonna play some more Hercules <laughs> Legendary yes. Journeys.
0: Gro- very. And I fall asleep. Green, then... competent games that are also very, very boring.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't oh. mean that. Oh, and then to sound oh. sexual. I mean, I was gonna say, and then I'm gonna go outside and punch your tent.
0: Okay, but... I interrupted at a bad time.
2: <laughs> yes. is what you're saying? Yeah, because I said I fell asleep, the... and <laughs> oh,
1: what is that called when someone else introduces an entendre? I don't even know. Um, well, let's let's move on a little bit from Hercules yeah. cuz we got to talk about Xena.
0: Yeah, the real star of the show. Yeah,
1: Xena Warrior Princess Talisman of Fate was released December 14th, 1999, developed by T- Sapphire Corporation and published by Titus Interactive and this is an N64 exclusive. Uh to start off with Sapphire, we have uh, it's been a little while since we've seen Sapphire, but again, Nicole was on that episode too. Cyber Tiger was one of their games, uh Rampage World Tour and Biofreaks. And they also developed a game we liked, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah. So, um, and they're, they've they've gone under in 2005. Their last game was the Game Boy Advance adaptation of the flop film adaptation of the Thunderbirds. So, wow. the least M- played thing in history. layers of things anyone cares about. <laughs> so, Xena, Warrior Princess. So, so Hercules was kind of bound a little bit by mythology and like real thing. But Xena was a, a original creation from the show. Um, it was a spin off of hercules, uh, so Ki- Kiwi pop star and actress Lucy Lawless originally appeared as a character named Alicia in one of the TV movies, which is called Hercules and the Amazon Wait, Women. So she was a singer she was a singer yeah oh, yeah I she was she it. was a, a not not like a super successful singer uh, but she was she was kind of up and coming. Um, The producers liked her so much in that TV movie that they brought her back to play a different character named Lila in a different episode. And then eventually, later in that same season, uh, only like four episodes later, (laughs) she would be recast as Xena, who is a fearsome Thracian warrior and conqueror who was originally one of Hercules' villains and was intended to die at the end of her three-episode arc. But the the character became popular and the producers liked her, so they developed a spinoff. About Zena trying to atone for her barbarous ways. So the when you say
0: producers, it's worth noting that um, the creator of the show, mm. and I'm sure the person who had the most say, really liked her.
1: Yes, Robert <laughs> um, Tappert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because
0: well, they ended up getting married in
1: uh, in 1998, and they're still married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Robert Tappert, uh, co writer of The Evil Dead, uh, was the showrunner for Xena. and. Uh, it's a better show, I think. Like I don't know. I, think, I feel I think like it's, it's endured just, a lot. It's endured oh, a lot yeah. better. So there's a
0: much more iconic character than Kevin Sorbo Hercules. Yeah,
1: Hercules kind of plateaus after a little while, like uh, there's only so much, and Xena just kind of gets a little more subversive and weird, like I was noticing a lot of stuff watching it this time, but a, a little bit more about the show um, it would become the top rated syndicated show of all time it outstripped the original uh, Hercules by quite a bit. Wait, what do you mean, the, what are you the top rate, I guess I never know what like the ratings mean, that's ra- like, just how many like,
0: people watched it at the same How time? many people
1: watched it at the time, yeah, yeah. Well, So like more than like Mash. Well, like, I'm talking like uh, original syndicated series, like TV shows that were created for syndication. So like syndication is my understanding of it is just that it's not like one of the major networks. It's not NBC, ABC, CBS or anything like that. It's oh, kind of.
0: Oh, it's like this. It's a local group. Just create something to sell to networks.
1: Exactly. It's like okay. local affiliates and different people will have different programming. But this one is kind of sold to whoever is selling this pro- programming. OK, that's kind of my understanding of it. Um, so this show ran for six seasons, 134 episodes, and it spawned a short-lived animated series, a series of novels, comic books, and board games. Um, as far as video games go, Xena was based on an original character and so she didn't have all the m- richness of the mythology. So we don't have as many generic Xena titles as we do with Hercules. Uh, but we do have a, a few more. We have uh, aside from this game, we had the PS1 action game Xena Warrior Princess, which kind of looks more like the Hercules game, weirdly. Okay. Uh, and there was also that also appeared in Game Boy Color. And then there were a couple of like fan made like branching path visual novels, which my immediate thought, OK, this is porn. It's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. It's just based on episodes of the show. You can recreate episodes of the show by following branching paths and doing stuff like that.
0: For what it's worth, branching path, visual novels Xena porn game.
1: Still a good idea. Yeah. Like yeah. Not, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no problems with yeah. that. No, that's great. Uh, so the show found a surprisingly thriving audience in the LGBTQ community, uh, thanks a lot to the uh, ambiguous leaning towards romantic relationship between Zena and her traveling companion Gabrielle, who is played by an American actress named Renee O'Connor. So Lucy Lawless herself has been... Uh, commended as kind of an outspoken ally of uh, LGBT causes. So she's kind of going the opposite. She's going the anti-Sorbo yeah. way. Uh, and she's she's uh, been an outspoken activist for legalizing gay marriage and things like that. She has gone on the record saying that, like, while the show may not have explicitly said it, she said, yes, 100%, Xena and Gabrielle were gay. They were basically married. There's no ambiguity there. The way that they played it and the way that the actresses understood it, there was no uh, misunderstanding it. And uh, Lawless is kind of carved out a pretty kick-ass uh, career for herself in genre TV. She went followed this up with Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Uh, where she was one of the Cylons and she was awesome on that yeah. show. Uh, then she went on to the Stars show Spartacus Blood and Sand. Uh, she was on a show called Salem about the witch trials, and uh, she had a meeting supporting role in uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which oh, was fun. really fun, really fun. And she was Is kind of show
0: still on. And did they did, did, did... it
1: was canceled after season three. Okay, but uh, it's a lot of fun. It's probably it's,
0: about the amount you want of it, really. Yeah.
1: I think that's about right because it's an extremely gross show. It's like yeah. the grossest thing I've ever seen, but it's really fun. Um, and I imagine. I imagine
0: she commands pretty top dollar at your local comic convention. Oh, I like, imagine. To get so. it, like, <laughs> based on that resume, that's that's pretty darn good do you
1: think it would be crass to get her to sign something that with like as Xena needs Zex do you think she would do that
0: no if you paid her enough
1: <laughs> Simpsons reference I'm not so. being weird uh, well I, you are being weird I am being yeah. weird but, but also yeah, yeah
0: the Simpsons already did it
1: so. And kind of uh, the one like non-genre thing I can think of her that, that I saw her in was playing uh, Ron Swanson's eventual wife on Parks and Recreation so uh, oh. that was a kind of a good down to earth sort of role for that's her that's a great role yeah but yeah, Lucy Laws kicks ass. And uh, yeah, the LGBT audience is a really cool thing. Like um, this is going to sound a little provincial and backwards. But uh, <laughs> around the time this show was airing, I lived in a town called Cripple Creek, Colorado. Very, very, very small. Nicole can attest. It's like yes. a tiny little gambling town in the middle of nowhere. And there was an even tinier little town just uh, off of Cripple Creek, Colorado called Guffey, which had a population of about 98 <laughs> people. and. This is an exaggeration. Almost the entire population were lesbian couples. Okay. Um, It was just kind of a a weird little refuge for lesbian couples. And to the degree that code around Cripple Creek for uh, lesbian couples was guffy gals. So if you heard the term guffy gal, it meant uh, a lesbian. Uh, And so I worked at a casino at the time. uh, And every Sunday night when Xena would air, we would get. All around the bar, a bunch of Guffy <laughs> gals lining up and they would put Xena on the TV and uh, uh, just just blast and they would drink and have a good time. That's a fun story. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, um, that was just kind of watching it now, like they really don't hide it. They don't make it ambiguous. And the show is also coded with a lot of like subversive kind of kink friendly language and like imagery and things like that. Like. Lots of lots of people being tied and bound, sure. and lots of leather and things like. I imagine this triggered a lot of people. Like this, this, uh, this awakened a lot of people in their youth. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of a subversive show in that way, and I think that's why it's endured a little bit more got
2: a little more edge to it.
1: And I feel like this is a license that's due to come back. Like, it's been yeah. dead for a long time. There was talk of a, uh, what'd you find, Nicole? Oh, well, so oh. the
2: reason I laughed when you mentioned Guffy, oh, yeah. I actually didn't know about that oh. stereotype, because I'm not from Cripple Creek, I guess, but yeah. what we always laughed about was that their mayors are traditionally cats.
1: Yes. So, so is it Orcas Island, yes. too, right? Orcas, yeah. We would,
0: we would have uh, <laughs> yearly elections for the mayor of uh, East Sound on Orcas Island. Yeah. It would either be a cow or or a local dog or yeah. cat. Yeah, this
1: and, one uh, says there's area. been
2: a golden retriever too, yeah. so it's yeah. not just cats.
1: There, there was a year that the mayor got hit by a car <laughs> in Guffey. It was very sad.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the sign. That's when you've entered true small towns. Oh, when yeah. When you're electing yep. animals you your public official. Oh, no, they're they're... I, I just again, I'm way off on a tangent, but I just found out this recently ended. But the other thing Guffy was known for was their annual chicken flying festival, where they had a mailbox way up high on like a 12, 15 foot pole, and people would climb up with a ladder. You'd put a chicken, a live chicken, in the mailbox, which is open on both ends. Then you stick a plunger in there and you push Ooh. the chicken out and you try and see how far that chicken will flutter to land and then when it lands like i don't know they take it and they put it in a chicken bingo pit where it walks around and shits on different numbers and it, it, don't grow up in small towns people that's <laughs> really all i'm saying uh, it's un- it's don't overrated grow up in small don't grow up in small towns, towns is the lesson here oh. so nbc was planning a reboot of xena back in 2017 and apparently there were some creative differences something something fell apart and now nbc is saying uh they canceled it and they have no plans on doing anything with the license i think there's some kind of weird licensing issues tied up in this but you know we'll We'll see okay let's finally talk about this game that was a long tangent about small weird towns <laughs> so unlike hercules uh xena is just a straight up fighting game see, that's uh, what
0: i thought the hercules game was going to be
1: right but... yeah yeah that would kind of make sense like, I, yeah i thought they were both going to be fighting games like just kind of Flip sides of the same yep. coin, like Clay Fighter and Clay Fighter Sculptors Cut, or yeah. something.
0: Or the yeah, the Tom and Jerry game, and then the Powerpuff Girls. Game.
1: Actually, this one reminded me a bit yes. of those because um, it it has you can do two on or one on one battles, but you could also do up to four people in like battle royale little arenas. Um, I don't think you have interactive backgrounds, though. You can no. climb up and jump off of walls, but that's about it. Yeah,
0: yeah so the premise of this is, Z like, the little cutscene at the beginning says Xena and who's the, one of the nemeses, uh, basically.
1: Yeah, I forget who.
0: touch this orb of fate at the same time, and the gods decide, the only way to decide who should get it is to have a battle between... Earth's mightiest heroes mm. and villains and so it's basically the plot of mortal combat it is exactly <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> a little bit of eternal champions thrown in there yeah. too yeah yeah uh,
0: And so it's it's a fun it's a fun cast of characters in this game yeah uh, I mean you have xena and Gabrielle
1: obviously yeah we do have Xena Gabrielle we also have uh, Ares the god of War we have Joxer the wacky comic relief played by Ted Raimi. Uh, we have Callisto, the evil... Um, I mean, I have her here as a goddess. I don't think that's right. She's not a goddess. She's just kind of like a... No, she's not a goddess. She's like another Xena, basically. <laughs> she's yeah. evil Xena. Yeah, evil Xena, basically. Um, there's uh e-p-h-i-n-y i'm probably pronouncing the rest she's the queen of the amazons Mm -hmm. velasca who is the goddess of chaos lao ma who's the chinese queen of the lao dynasty uh we have caesar julius caesar here played by carl urban in a very early appearance (laughs) and finally autolycus the dashing king of thieves played by the chin himself bruce campbell um and I like, um, you know, this is this is a fighting game where mo- the majority
0: of the characters are women. Yeah. And none of them are actually very sexualized in their designs or moves. None of no. them have like. In every fighting game, there's always a woman who like will jump on someone's like neck with their thighs and like twist it around. I don't. As like a common right weapon, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not in this game. No, no, that's w- not. Which I appreciate.
1: No, like, upskirt shots or anything,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is laughing at this, but, but this honestly, is like, this is a big deal. When you have a fighting game, there's always, like, the girl character. Yeah. And there's, like, the sexy girl
1: character. Lots and then, of attention like, paid, to, paid to jiggle physics. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And this game doesn't have that at all.
1: No, no. Which,
0: which is cool. Um, yeah, so this is, it's basically a totally 3D environment. Like, right. um,
1: you're boxed in. Yeah, you're in a, you're there's no like ring outs or anything like that. Yeah. So you're kind of boxed in. Um and all your controls are mapped to the C button. So you have sort of a weak, a weak slash
0: a hard slash and then a weak kick and a hard kick. Yeah. Um and the combo system works fine. Basically, you just would like I mean, the fighting system here is more in-depth than, like, the Powerful Girls or the Tom and Jerry game of you, like, would light kick a couple times and then hard kick, and you do, like, this little combo. Mm. Um, there are also special moves in this game, but due to the fact that you're in a 3D environment, it's really hard to get them to work because, like, your character might be sort of... have their back facing you and, you, and, like, your command to, like, throw a spear is, like, back forward, and you're like, well, do I press left, right... Or do I press towards me and then away? And I think it has to be—it changes relative to where your character is standing. Right. But it makes it hard to do them very well. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because you're not doing it like back and forward. You're doing like one o'clock, six o'clock, something like that. Like, and it it changes rapidly. By the time you execute the move properly, they've moved on.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the game, like all the characters, look pretty distinct. The the animations in this game look really good. Um, like, weirdly, the, the combos yeah. look good. Um, the frame rate is steady. It's a four. You can play this game four players, which we like the Tom and Jerry game, but I feel like at least my biggest complaint was it was it was not a four-player game.
1: Right, yeah, um, that was a down plot. Yeah.
0: And this game is. And one of the weird, so, like, this game's got a really good system for four players. You can either play, like, the free-for-all brawl, or you can set, Up different teams Mm. and it's a nice system for setting teams you use one of the C buttons to decide what color team you want to be on so you can play like you know with two people on one team and then two people on a different team or you can divide those people up and one of the weird things too about this is you can put in a bot yeah which is which is great like all all games like this should have a bot that are focused on team play so that the teams are even but you have to press the fourth player start button to like enable the bot. Like you have to start with a controller and then select bot. Yeah. Which means if you had three controllers or two controllers and wanted to play with the bot.
1: (laughs) You need another controller, yeah. Yeah,
0: or you just move it over and like select and then move it back. It's just super weird that you can't enable the bot with a different controller.
1: That's a strange choice, Yeah. 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 So, Nicole, to the degree that you are a gamer, I think you tend to play fighting games more most often. You tend to, like, have most the most skill in fighting yeah, games. What did you think of this one? Yeah, puzzle lore fighting. But yeah.
2: um, I thought this was okay. Like, I mean, it's certainly... I feel like I've played a lot of newer fighting games. Sure. You know,
1: like... Injustice and Mortal Kombat 11, stuff like that, yeah. Smash sure. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I thought it worked pretty well. I enjoyed it, like... I was having fun playing the different characters so I thought it was decent
0: yeah I think this game plays like really well as like a just like button mashy thing um like I I feel like you it really exhausts you what you're gonna get out of this game probably in 20 minutes the amount of time we played it about I
1: I was pretty bored before that I'll be honest but I I also do you think was it just me like being bad at games again or was the game feel did it feel kind of unbalanced like I felt like Xena was like Wildly overpowered. Xena seemed
2: really
0: good.
1: And I like, agree. she's super. Fa- I mean, as should be to a degree, but like, you also want a little bit of balance in your fighting games. But, I
2: mean, we definitely did. Well, I don't know. I definitely beat Xena. I don't know. I don't remember who was on what team. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, I I was on a team that beat Xena at some points.
1: I mean, it's possible to beat her, but, like, then if you're playing as somebody like Joxer, who's, like, (laughs) the comic relief character, his sword swings are very slow, and they don't seem to be particularly powerful. It's hard to land a hit with Joxer.
2: I don't know. I didn't play as him.
1: Yeah, I think
0: that um, this is not a game that, like, you would... I don't know, like, I'm giving this game sort of ironic credit in some ways because it's not a game that, like, I don't, I don't think this game is very good from, like, a design standpoint, and I yeah. think you're right. The characters are kind of unbalanced. Even though the animation looks good, it's really hard to get a handle on what your character's actually doing. Right. Like, sometimes you'll feel like you press the same, same buttons and they do all kinds of random stuff. Yeah, this game definitely feels like a sort of looser, worse four-player soul caliber.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's not
0: that bad, and there's not really anything else that we've played that is comparable to it. Like, I think the Tom and Jerry game was better because it was more colorful. It was much easier to see what you were doing. And you had items and weapons. Yeah, it it had those items to interact with. But um, I think the four-player goes a long way, and um, it makes pretty decent use of the brand. This game... Again, though, if I was if I even if I was excited about Xena and I had bought this game for sixty dollars, I would have been like, "This is my sixty dollars game." It, like, uh, there's it, just
1: not much here. there's nothing here. There's yeah. single player. there's multiplayer. There's a roster mode where you just like select teams Which of four is, different characters and just yeah. play. Weird. And it's um, probably, That's more effort to set up than it's worth. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And then unless you really get off on adjusting the music and sound effects dials, which it is, oh,
0: it is worth saying the sound effect. I think it's Joster's. Theme. Oh like the yeah. First time you played Quest, you played against Joster, hmm. and he's got the goofiest theme music that I maybe have ever heard in a video game. It's like some guy
1: like Loki in the background going <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but with, with all <laughs> the flute, and then they'll occasionally like come in with like the baseball charge noise, like dun 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 dun. Yeah it sounds like this it was yeah. actually really great i need to find this on the internet now and download yeah, it that and
1: was it was a odd. lot of fun new ringtones yeah. yes absolutely <laughs> so look
0: up the theme music for joster in this yeah, yeah game
1: j-o what is it? j-o-x-e-r oh, okay. yeah yeah j-o-x-e-r joxer he uh yeah yeah, sucky character. But, I mean, it, this does fulfill my fantasy of pitting Ted Raimi against Bruce Campbell. Like, I always wondered, you know, because yeah. Ted Raimi gets killed a lot in Evil Dead as, like, he's, he's yeah. all the demons.
0: Actually, you know, it's kind of bullshit that there's not the – Her- the Hercules character should be in this game.
1: Right? Like, yeah.
0: that – based on, like, how little content there is in here, like, that would go – a little ways to make this more interesting.
1: And I think he came on the show, like she came back to Hercules after like she left. I think it was kind of like an Angel and Buffy thing, like where, you know, they would come back once in a while and then go back and forth. Uh, So I think he was on Xena at least a few times. Um, So it would have made sense. Yeah. This
0: game just needs another mode. I mean, it's just a fight. It's just a fighting game. Like, The gameplay kind of feels a little bit like a beat-em-up, but it is like the single-player mode is just a fighting game, and I Mm. feel like what they needed is, like... If this game had, like, a two- or three- even three-player co-op mode where you would, like, go even just from left to right and, like, fight thugs... Yeah. Like, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this game sort of has the engine to nail that, Um, and it just... just, Everything's just very limited, though.
1: I, I would give this, like, a marginal recommend... For like a drunken evening, I think you yeah. put on this yeah. and Tom and Jerry alternate between these two games, yeah. and I think you'll have a pretty good time. I, uh, I agree with that. Like you, as soon as you get bored of one, you can switch to the other, and they're comparable in gameplay styles, but like they both offer a little bit of variety. Uh, I definitely liked Tom and Jerry way, way, way more than this one, but uh, I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate this game. It, it, it was boring. It got real. It got old real quick, but I didn't hate it.
0: If you feel like you can get your money, if you can get five dollars worth from a game from playing it for twenty minutes. Mm. this game will entertain you for 20 minutes. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And you could probably find it for about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else to add about Xena, Hercules, or any of that information that I spewed out of my mouth face?
0: I was surprised by these. Like, I I was coming in anticipating some bottom-of-the-list stuff. Yeah. And... And, you know, they're the new number one and two on my list. So, oh, um, amazing! yeah, I know it caught I yeah. think it caught everyone by surprise.
1: You know, um, this <laughs> is about as rational as having NBA hang time at number one, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's I think that's right. <laughs> uh, but weirdly, yeah, I, I anytime you look at Nintendo 64 worst of list, things like that, Hercules is always on there. Maybe and it gets
2: way worse as it goes on. Maybe it does. Maybe it's just impossible to ever open progress. That thing That we were trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: It. It. It it does not... Neither of these felt like crap games.
1: We forgot to mention the other character you get to play as in Hercules, and that's uh, Serena the Golden Hind, who... uh, in the show it was played by an actress named sam jenkins who is now sam sorbo um oh, so yeah but she's a half human half deer lady and all of her segments are archery based okay so well, first person cool. archery based like
0: that seems like a nice gameplay mix-up because i feel like the thing that sort of is holding that game back is you just run around and punch things right yeah <laughs> and, and so, it's like, not a, a clear of thing where nice. you should be
1: yeah. yeah but yeah no i i would agree i think uh these were better than my abysmal expectations. Um, I, I wouldn't say they really rise to uh, mediocrity, but I think they're on their way. <laughs> um, Give them a couple more years in the oven. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kick rankings over to yeah. you guys, because I still need to decide mine. We had a little technical kerfuffle before we started, and I got all stressed out and forgot to look, look at my list. So, uh, what do you want? we start with you? Yeah, you
0: bet. Like I said, um, Hercules, I'm putting at number one on the list. Good call. And then yeah, um, Zena told. Talisman of Fate, I'm putting it number two. Oh, i got to flip that. Those, oh yeah yeah, you're right. yeah um you know what um okay in reality yeah i'm putting hercules the legendary journeys at number 102 yeah um which i liked more i liked it more than 40 winks so i'm putting it right above 40 winks okay um and i'm putting xena um i don't know it's hard to tell with hercules like where it's gonna go it's one of these sort of more long-winded games um i think wherever quest is that's probably where Hercules should be, <laughs>
1: right? I know, but I don't
0: know where that is.
1: Um, for you, oh, I'm trying to find it. It's way actually. Away. I
0: might, I might move this right now.
1: Okay, Quest sixty four for you is number one hundred eight.
0: Okay, then I'm putting Hercules at number one hundred
1: nine. One hundred nine, <laughs> yeah, right yeah, below Quest sixty four. Yeah,
0: because okay. you were you hit the nail on the head when you said Hercules and Quest should be together. Yeah. Um, Xena... Um, I'm putting it number 119, which I honestly enjoyed Xena more than Hercules in this play session, but I don't think that that would last. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, goes with Rampage. That's right above the Rampage games in the realm of games that are entertaining with other people for 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's in a nice little yeah. vein of games like that. Bio Freaks, Scooby-Doo, uh, Mortal Kombat, Mythologies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of those right in there. Uh, Nicole, where are you? I don't know, you
2: just scrolled away from I my sure thing. And I sure
1: did, and now I can't do it. Here we go. Oh, no, our
0: carefully curated system of <laughs> know, is falling, falling apart. I know, it's falling apart. You'd think we'd figure this out by now.
2: Okay, so... So,
1: Nicole, the top of your list right now is Dr. Mario 64. The very bottom is still Super Bowling.
2: Okay. Well, you know, this has to go somewhere above all of the terrible bowling and golf games that <laughs> mm. I've played. Um, I decided to put it before... NHL breakaway because I honestly don't even remember. Yeah. No, you're. Those you're, games. you're that's yeah. correct. But, Welcome to our life. That's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's many games we don't remember playing at all.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, I'm putting um, Hercules at number 15 on my list, which is right above the NHL games. Right. It just. It was very boring. I I know I may have gone somewhere eventually, but I don't have the kind of patience for that sort of thing anyway. Nor
1: should you. No.
2: Um, And then I'm putting Xena right above it at number 14 under Golden Nugget. Because that that had a lot more going on. Yeah. Yeah. But Xena was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Go back to it. Who knows? Were I nicely tanked
1: and people eh. were around and they asked what that game is sticking out of my console, I'd be like, oh, yeah, why not? Let's try it. That was a
0: good enunciation. Xena was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's about right yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's yeah that's accurate um, I'm a little harsher on both of these than you guys are not usually the way not usually the way but you you big softies mm. um, but I would still agree that these were not like total disasters like I was expecting um, I think I would put um, Xena just below hey you Pikachu uh, number 132 and then Hercules would go underneath Bio Freaks, number 139. Okay. So they're both kind of in that creamy middle, um, but neither are games that well, I'm really I like.
0: Well, creamy is generous. You like know. Cre- rancid creamy. Sure. Like, yeah. Creamy that's like apricot flavor.
1: There we go. And you're like, yeah, uh, yeah. This should be slightly soured. Yeah. Sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Old frosting. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Old frosting. It's the old okay. frosting section. Well, thank you guys for playing those games with us. Thank you, Nicole, for being here once again. Always lovely to have you in the house that you live in.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. Thank <laughs> good you for to have having you. me here.
1: Hey, everybody. Jumping in for one of our signature last-minute change in schedule recordings because we had a last-minute change in schedule. Thank you so much, holiday craziness. Uh, we are pushing the game we were going to talk about uh, next week to two weeks from now so that we can accommodate a guest. But the good news is... We're gonna bump up the game we were gonna play for Christmas, so Christmas literally is coming early, and we are playing. Drum roll, please! I'm sure you're all drumming at home. Pokemon Puzzle League, uh, one of my very favorite puzzle games of all time, and it's a Pokemon game, so you know you gotta you gotta get in on this one. Pokemon Puzzle League, one of the greats, and we're gonna be talking about it next week. Also, I wanted to drop in here that uh, we were guests on the Vigigame Apocalypse podcast last week, uh, episode 344. Uh, Michael Raparez and Chris Santista and Matt Allen had us on to talk about crowdfunded games. It was an incredibly fun experience. Those guys are really, really nice. And it was so weird to be on a podcast with these guys who I've been listening to on podcasts for a long time. It was a real treat. I think I come across kind of nervous and weird on there. But you can find out for yourself, episode 344, it's called Kickstart My Heart, so please check that out, and uh, let those guys know how you thought about it, and uh, hopefully we'll get to go back on someday, those guys are great. I have the power! That's Hercules, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's I go with know. that. Yes! <laughs> By the power of grace Grayskull! All right, oh yeah, now we all gotta do our Xena call. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs>